Reading, short and deep. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Eric. And today we're reading short and deep. Dream of a Rare Bit Fiend, a 1906 short silent film. Um, how, how do you read a short silent film with no dialogue and only one title card? The same way that porcupines make love. Carefully? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, I, I sort of divided my notes into scenes, or I guess shots, I guess it is, rather than scenes. Um and I got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight shots. Um, and it, this is based. This movie is based on a comic strip by Windsor McKay. I, is that credited in the in the video? I don't. I don't even remember yes. if he got credited. I I don't recall it being credited in the video. The only thing, yeah, the only person who's credited is Edison, right? Who invented the technology that they're using. Or at least patented the technology they're using, but I don't think uh, any even the actor's not credited. Um, Correct. Turns out his name is John P. Braun, at least according to some scholar out there. Um, and this is from 1906, but the comic strip that it is based on, or loosely based on, is uh, from I believe 1904. Five. Uh, oh, it says began September 10th, 1904. Um, the strip is uh, Dream of a Rabbit Fiend was quite popular and mm -hmm. widely distributed um, in the newspapers. So Edison may have thought that his audience would already know what Dream of a Rabbit Fiend meant. Mm -hmm. um, each of the the full page panels that Windsor Mackay created and sold was a complete story unto itself. Mm -hmm. Um the series began in 1904 um, under the name Dream of a Rare Bit Fiend. And in every episode, that is to say each individual, um, what we find out is that somebody wakes up from what may or may not have been apparently dream a dream experience. But when he wakes up, knows that it had been a dream experience and a um, asserts that the reason for the dream is that he had overindulged in rare bit, which is sometimes known as Welsh rare bit, a very tasty um, uh, item. It's basically a uh, cheese and sherry fondue uh, ladled over um, toast. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to understand what that is until you explain to me that it's a grilled cheese sandwich, basically. Um, except, oh, no, 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 because it's, it's not grilled, it's right? It's liquid. Yeah, that's why I said it's like fondue. You take, I mean, sometimes people dip the toast into the into the the pot, but what's more likely is that you ladle the cheese and sherry mixture, which is liquid, onto toast. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes very hard toast like Zwieback. Mm -hmm. So I, I've never had it. Uh, I, I've seen photos of it. It's pretty hard to tell what he's eating in the video because it's grainy and it's black and white and uh, the stuff he's eating is white. Um, there some, seems to be you know, some toast in there. It, it makes sense. Um, I also read about Rarebit being sort of like a, 
a Welsh way of saying rabbit or something as well, and there's no rabbit involved, right? This is this is vegetarian right. or or at least uh, yeah, it has cheese, but it's 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 spicy. I guess is the uh, it can be spicy. It doesn't have to be. People have debated about the origin of the term rare bit, but it's easy enough to think that it is a rare bit. Um, and what they do is, as I say, add sherry to the – that's the most common way. I could even give you a recipe for it. Now you're I, saying sherry as in the alcohol? Exactly. Okay. So uh, yeah. in the video at the beginning, he's, he's sitting at a table. He's in a top hat, which I, I think is important. Um, he's wearing white, and he's e eating this white, toasty, liquidy stuff and also pouring glass after glass of – liquid i thought it might have been beer but maybe it is sherry no no i think that he is in fact um drinking beer i agree with you that is the shape of a beer bottle traditionally mm -hmm. and there's Not the 10 bottles there so that's right he's right so uh, what, what i was trying to say the particular self-contained story that's the basis for this is a traditional absolutely expectable um eight panel eight i should say eight Eight frame, uh, Dream of a Rare Bit Fiend, published in January of 1905. Uh, the, this is the one in the Wikipedia entry that exactly. uh, has him hooked on the. Um, uh, is that a woman oh, in the video uh, or in the original? Comic? Yes. Oh, uh -huh. yes. The comparison between the original uh, the original uh, newspaper publication and the film is, I think, very important, uh, very enlightening. But I think you don't have to have read the the graphic. The, the the comic to enjoy the film so i would suggest we we start out with the film mm -hmm. and then sort of go back and think about what the differences may mean sure um so I, I agree with you i think he is drinking beer it looks like he's drinking beer but when you make rare bit you add the sherry into the into the melting pot so since in the whole of the series of the film the video we only see him taking things, ladling liquid out of the pot, not adding any liquid to the pot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we can assume that the sherry had already gone in, and he's drinking beer along with his uh, sloppy grilled cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. And he, he, we, we also have to assume I think he's at a restaurant. Looks that way because when he leaves, he's clearly not leaving his house. Mm-hmm. So then after he indulges in these basically 10 bottles of beer um, and overstuffs himself with the uh, cheesy toast, he goes uh, home, I guess. But he has a few stops along the way. Tips Let me just point out before you take us through the stops. Mm -hmm. The way it's framed, the way the image is framed, it is clear that he's eating alone. Yes. And he eats in a very aggressive and sloppy way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what is being projected here is um, gluttony. Mm. And it is equally the gluttony of food and drink. Mm -hmm. And it is gluttony to the exclusion of other people which may have something to do with the fact that he's wearing white. He really does not have relations with other people um, at this point. Um, I would point out that uh, the director is Edwin Porter, uh, who did the 
the great train robbery, which you and I discussed mm -hmm. a number of years ago, um, a, a great early director of silent films. So the framing and the choices, I think, are significant. Gluttony is the thing, but also isolation. Mm -hmm. There's uh, a, the scene following is him leaving the restaurant and he's hanging onto a guardrail. Uh, he's tipsy, obviously, or he's suffered a stroke, but I, I think he's drunk. Um, uh, maybe that sherry was strong, but I think I think he's he's so even the title is a bit misleading because he's an alcohol fiend. It's my thinking. His walking is very tipsy. He he stumbles a couple of times, and then the next image or scene is of him in a uh, almost like a, a merry-go-round, except that's the background, and there's a lamppost that he's basically trying to hang on to for dear life yep it's, it's there a, is the uh, special effects um very early special effects device but it's it's very effectively showing what it's like to be drunk and then he starts waving his his uh handkerchief is this him it, like it, signaling for help <laughs> <laughs> it's not clear what he's doing but um he's he's way it's like he's he's like help i'm help i'm i'm trapped on this um nobody comes to his aid indeed there's there's no other human being anywhere in the in the video mm -hmm. the next scene has him uh can, can i offer us a speculation here mm-hmm um I think you're wise in pointing out that this is an alcohol fiend, um, not a rare bit fiend. Mm -hmm. So if that's so, that's already one of the changes that Edison or, or Porter or, um, or Wallace McCutcheon, who also gets director credit for this, um, uh, that they've made from Winsor Mackay's original. Um, but why then call it dream of a rare bit fiend? I think that Edison, mm. who was a heck of a good businessman, um, realized that there were newspapers all over the country printing dream of a rare bit fiend. Mm -hmm. So by lab by using that term for his film, he was going to be able to get people to come see it. <clears throat> excuse me. Even if it was an alcohol fiend. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, then when he is uh, hanging on desperately to the street lamp and uh, trying to, I mean, he's looking like, you know, which way am I supposed to go? I think there's another reference there to a very famous uh, joke mm -hmm. that became popular when gaslighting uh, started in uh, places like New York, which is where Edison first got uh, his electric lighting to go. Um, and that is the one about the drunk who is looking for his lost watch and someone comes by and says, uh, what are you doing? Cause he crawls around on the sidewalk <laughs> um, and he says, well, I'm looking for my watch. And the fellow says, it's a stupid thing to ask, but it's something people do all the time. Well, where was it when you last saw it? Oh, where did you lose it? And he says, well, it's back there about 10 feet. And he says, well, why are you looking here? And he said, because the light's better. <laughs> I think that that Porter or McCutcheon or Edison, what they're doing is they're playing on things that we know and creating this movie, which 
is very reminiscent of what Mackay had been doing, mm-hmm. but it's their own thing. It it's is. their own thing. It is. Um, that uh, phrase, drunkard's walk, um, is it, it's also a showcase. That's the other thing. Is uh, Like other, the um, Windsor McKay we did before, uh, Gertie the Dinosaur, um, that is a cartoon, and it's a showcase for the amazing things you can do with animation. Here, um, almost none of it's stop-motion animation, although I think a little bit of it is. Um, but it has so many different styles of of special effects usage that it basically is a film school uh, for all the, of those <laughs> different te- technologies and uh, possibilities you can have. And this is, I think, important in thinking about what the comic strip was about. I'm, 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 ba- I was barely familiar with Dreams of a Rarebit Fiend when you suggested it, but I was quite familiar with uh, the other Windsor McKay, uh, uh, Little Nemo in Slumberland, which is apparently a spinoff of not of this particular uh, panel, but of a of a later one in which Nemo shows up and he then takes on his own uh, uh, strip, which was apparently aimed at kids, whereas this one is aimed at uh, adults. And in that one, actually, I know about it because um, it's it was just recently revived as a comic book with an artist uh, uh, who's amazingly talented at, you know, making beautiful scenes, as was Windsor Mackay, actually. Um, and also a writer who I've had on the podcast. And I was like, that's how I know about all of this ancient film and and cartoon strips what's so interesting is that i'm I'm really interested in comics but this is just before this is the period just before i really had any knowledge so i knew about you know dick tracy and uh flash gordon and and all the all the uh comic strips uh uh of the slightly after era in the 1920s but this is really the beginning of comics. And the wonderful thing about comics, right, is, yes, it takes work to draw all those figures, but you can do anything. You can show anything, whereas to film something is actually quite hard. If you want a cast of thousands, you pretty much need thousands of actors, right? And at least until the modern era, where you can do it computer-generated, you have to have thousands of actors on the screen um and so this is a a very dynamic method of storytelling but the um, it's my understanding the formula for a dream of a rarebit fiend the comic strip always follows the same thing it's basically somebody's nightmare yes as i said somebody somebody has sometimes we see the person eating sometimes we don't sometimes the person is in bed with a spouse sometimes the person's alone but of the eight panels um two four two four panel columns um red left right left right left right um they always end with the person well not they almost always end with the person waking up um and realizing and probably swearing off rare bit from then on. And then the following week, he's back again. Um, sometimes you see him eating the rare bit, sometimes not. Usually you see him waking up. But that's the point. It's we as the readers come to realize that it is an indigestion-induced 
um, hallucination, sort of like a Christmas Carol when right. Scrooge says, was this uh, some und- underdone mutton uh, or underdone beef? Excuse me, I forget which undigested kind of Undigested bit of beef. You are nothing Thank but an undigested bit of beef, he says to one of the ghosts. Right. <laughs> I think he says it to Morley, actually, doesn't he? It could Bef- be, yeah. He's the ghosts, yeah. So that, that's what's going on here. And it is they are always the same. I mean, they're all in that sense. They are always the same. The, they uh, are quite different in the ways in which um, they use those dream sequences. Some of them are quite phantasmagoric. Some of them, like dream, the one that we have filmed here, uh, are just a difficult way of dealing with the real world. Mm-hmm. In fact, we we can tell which real world it is, as you probably noticed. Um, when he's actually, I don't want to jump ahead, uh, um, but when he's flying around the city, above the city, um, the city tracks underneath him. We can see it. And uh, one of the things we see is the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm. So uh, it's quite clear this is New York. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's where Windsor McKay worked. Apparently, uh, it was a quite a. Uh, we're not really going through this very systematically, but everyone should be able to watch it and uh, follow. Um, I guess the next scene we should go to um, is him after he finishes riding the lamppost. That is the scene how I described it. Um, he enters his bedroom, um, and it, it has a bed uh, that is very much reminiscent of Little Nemo's, at least for me. Um, I'm not sure what that bed style is called, but it's the same kind you would sort of see in the Honeymooners or any sort of New York, I don't know, small apartment uh, style of bed. And he crawls into bed and then realizes, oh, he's forgot his nightcap. So he goes off screen, comes back with it. And then uh, he takes off his socks, I think it is, and they start crawling away (laughs) while he's watching, which is pretty interesting. Um, that's stop motion uh, photography. Yeah, stop motion animation. It's yeah. pretty well done. Um, I, I, I was, I was, in the Wikipedia entry for this movie, it suggests that that's hallucination. Um, that might be the case, but he's watching. <laughs> yes, and he just goes to sleep. Um, the uh, so- socks crawl away, and then the table and chairs walk out of the room. Um, which I think is very important because um. Ever since I read a story by Guy de Montpoussant, in which furniture walks out of a house, um, it it has made me think of of I think the interpretation that we're supposed to understand there, which is it's your faculties leaving you, it's your it's you know all the things that you you know you address your your space up with, um, the way you can put something on a table, you can way you can sit on a chair. Um, the tools of a business are leaving you. And he's left lying in bed. Um, and above him appears a fondue pot. <laughs> and, right. I, I can only imagine how they filmed it, but it must have been a full... Uh, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was superimposition. But it looks like a the three demons crawl out of the fondue. They're dressed in white, as would make sense if they're covered in cheese. Um and they, it looks to me like they have horns on their head. They proceed to start stabbing and hacking away at his head. 
Um, one has a hammer, another has a pickaxe, and a third has a trident. Um, hence my idea that they're demons. Um, this uh, begins to affect him very negatively. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and he appears to wake up. Um, at which point, um, the demons disappear. And uh, the bed, he covers up his head uh, to, I guess, avoid the light maybe or avoid the uh the pain in his head and the bed proceeds to dance around the room with him in it right yes um i assume that the actor didn't have to i think that must have been a miniature or something it's it's very well done it's hard to tell how they did a lot of this stuff um the bed dances around the room um and then how does it exit the house? That's the question. You don't remember? Ah, um, it crashes through the the French windows. Aha! And uh, if yeah, I may insert something here, um, clearly, I mean, we see this fellow looking drunk. We see him guzzling beer. We see him when he the room is starting that his bedroom is starting to go weird. We see him holding both his hands up to the sides of his head and mm. uh, oh you know oh um, he's drunk. It's a head problem. Mm-hmm. It's a perception problem. This is different from Dream of a Rare Bit Fiend. He should have been holding his stomach, mm. right? If he had an upset stomach that was making him feel bad. That would be quite different. It's the sherry that got him, not mm-hmm. the rare bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beer and sherry that got him, not the rare bit, not the cheese. And so he goes crashing through this. Um, to to jump ahead, uh, it, well, I don't want to. I'll let you finish. I, 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 but it's important to notice that he crashes through that those mm-hmm, yeah. French windows. He crashes through the French windows. Um, the sheet that was covering him basically flies off. And then he's left on the bed as it's flying over the city of New York. Um, he He's variously trying to control the bed, like a flying carpet almost. Um, but also he loses control and almost falls off. Um, at which point he does fall off. Well, I, I would say in my reading of it, at least before he falls off, he falls off because he's indulging himself. Yes, Right. He seems to he's kind of, oh, look where I am. And they say, oh, yeah. We see him moving his hands back and forth as if he were manipulating reins. Hey, look, I can be flying here. How cool. Then he hangs on to the back, trailing horizontally in the slipstream, Mm -hmm. uh, presumably. And it's because he's overindulging himself. He gets into more trouble again. Yeah. That's when he falls off. You're right. He falls. He falls. um, Presumably he's going to die. But. He's caught by a weather vane, which hooks onto his uh, nightgown. Um, he spins around yet more. There's a lot of spinning going on in this uh, <laughs> in this uh, film. He spins around. He uh, his gown rips and he falls down the steeple um, and crashes through the roof of a building and into his own bed. Um, at which point we see the ceiling magically heals itself and we also notice that the the french windows are not damaged and the furniture's back right exactly if i was title carding this 
um, I would end it with him saying something, basically. Uh, and that would this is what I'm as- assuming he is actually saying, which is, um, boy, I'm never going to have Welsh rarebit again. <laughs> He's going to blame be, it on the wrong thing. Right. Which would be, of course, in perfect keeping with um, <clears throat> what Mackay does. But you're right here. It would be the wrong thing. Yes. It would be the wrong thing. And the last image of him, since there is no title card, is him sitting and sort of he's got his arms sort of crossed near his chest. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. And what I wrote in my own notes was he's, he's trembling mm. now that he's come back into the real world. It's like, oh, my God, what have I been doing? And he might, in fact, be saying I'll never have Welsh rarebit again. Better off laying off the beer. But yeah. anyway, uh, at, at this juncture, I think you've given us and, that, and that's the end. So, again, the fact that we know where it's supposed to go from having read Mackay in the newspaper um, gives us a good way of understanding this at a deeper level. Uh, It would be easy to look at this video and say it's just a showcase for special effects because in 1905, um, sorry, 1906, A lot of what's done there is done really, really well. And some of it is new. I mean, it's it's really quite something. However, um, if we did notice the the original from the year earlier, mm-hmm. I think the contrast between them points some things up that are worth noticing. The the protagonist in the video is male, mm-hmm. and we get to see him indulging. The protagonist in the strip is female. And it starts out with her floating through the black air um, on a on a bed. We never get to see the city. She has all kinds of tr- uh, fears as she's flying along on this bed, which does a lot of spinning. Then in the seventh panel, she gets she falls down in her nightgown, or as you called it, I would have called it a nightshirt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, gets hooked on the spear of the weather vane, and in the eighth panel. She's lying and says, um, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I'll never have mince pie again. Mm-hmm. Not rare bit, which this is an odd an odd strip for uh, Mackay. The difference between man and woman comes up in a lot of ways. When the man in the video is hooked by the arrowhead of the vein, it gets hooked into a, uh, a gathering of cloth on the back of his nightshirt Mm -hmm. when the woman gets hooked she's hooked on the bottom of her nightshirt and if Mm -hmm. it hadn't been that both the the part before her legs and behind her legs were hooked together it would in fact open up a shot right into her privates Mm -hmm. in that last in that penultimate frame, she says something that we don't know. Just as the video adds the, mm-hmm. the scene of indulgence and the city and the lamppost and, you know, traditional drunkenness. Here, what we see, she says, we've never known this. I mean, she's spinning and she's having a horrible time, never indul- never thinking that this is fun the way the man does. She says, as she's hooked, oh, help me. Oh, save. What would my intended say? If he should see me up here, I'd rather die. My head is bursting. Help, help. Oh, save me. Mm-hmm. So she's a fiance. Mm-hmm. She is at a moment between having been presumably chased in white, like the guy in the video, 
and eventually soon to be married. And then in the last frame, she's back in her room and she is upside down, her legs spread apart under a sheet on the bed, but her upper body lying down against the floor. Frankly, it would be perfect if that were an image of her having been raped. Hmm. And she says, Psh, how ridiculous. Who'd think mince pie would cause such a dream? Well, I'm glad it was a dream. Gracious. Hmm. So what's happened is that in the strip, what we see is an indulgence in, in mince pie. That's not alcoholic at all. Mm-hmm. Something nice and virginal, but she's gone too far. And here this woman who is contemplating the importance of her own chastity for her entrance into the world of connubial bliss realizes that she has done something terrible and we see her displayed on the bed at the end. Whereas the man is controlled by his drunkenness and all we see of him at the end is, wow, that was pretty tough for me. (laughs) The difference between the female-centered strip and the male-centered video, it seems, shows how gorgeously one can make deep stories out of both of these. But we might not recognize how deep they are if we didn't see them in isolation. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, if we didn't see them in contrast. Because when I first read that strip from 1905, which I did many years ago, not when it was first published, um, (laughs) I did not notice the fact that seven of the eight panels are completely black in the background. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. There's nothing about society there until we get that word, those words, my intended. What would my intended say? Whereas with the video, the social context is everywhere. He's mm. eating in a restaurant. He's f- under a lamppost that's public. He's flying through, through over the city. Right? It's everywhere. The, they both become more important, the isolation and the social situation to me at least, when I see the two together and realize what an important choice has been made. So while the the Porter film, the Edison Company film, may look like it is an anthology just to present nifty special effects, in fact, it tells a small but significant story about what the well-to-do can do if they trust themselves too much and indulge themselves too much mm. in our modern world. Mm. That's, uh, that's I think, the importance to me of the top hat. That he's, he is, he if, if he isn't in the upper crust, he wants to be. And I, in, in the cartoon version, the comic strip version, she is not so much concerned about her own um, perception as to how other people perceive her, right? And I, I really think it's important. You pointed out that it is a mince pie. Dream of the rare bit, of the rare bit fiend versus dream of a rare bit fiend. I don't know if that is significant, but it is interesting that when we do eat something that disagrees with us, and we have a bad night. We do want to sort of swear off whatever it is. And 
it, it it's the idea of you taking something in inside of you. It's sitting with you for a while, and then you having a reaction to it. And in dream, we blame that on the external, right? We say this is all outside, but actually, when we wake up in the morning, we realize no, it's inside. It was all internal. He never does that, I don't think. Whereas I think she she is genuinely having a bad reaction to what she ate. And if if we read Mackay's strip signed by Silas, which is a pseudonym he used for this strip, um, if we read Mackay's strip the way you're suggesting, it's a uh, it's a powerful. Uh, demonstration of one possible understanding of psychology, a woman's psychology, when women are kept to a certain kind of place in this world where marriage defines them. If we read the video, um, what we find is something more about the power structure of the world. Um, and as you say, such simple details as the top hat clue us into that. Um, these look simple, they are fun, but clearly there's always more to say. Mm. And remember, you can always freely access the materials discussed on these podcasts by going to sffaudio.com and clicking on the link for reading short and deep.